Okay, uh, welcome back to Something Interesting, the podcast where we talk about interesting things. Uh, I'm Tim. I'm Carl. And we have Hello. a special guest. Hi. This is Dane. Hello, I'm... I'm, I'm thank you for inviting me to come, al- come along. Um, what an intro. Yeah, it, well look man, kind of put me on the spot, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Oh, it's one for the ages. Uh, so I realized that last week we didn't really introduce ourselves at all, like who we are. Um, so Dean kind of comes into this. We are, I guess you could say, aspiring filmmakers is one way to put it. Yeah. And Dean is also one. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah, he's our guest for this week. Um, so Dean, do you have anything interesting to share? Um. Yeah, actually, you know... Uh... The other the do- other day actually like I was thinking about a topic to talk about and you know I was trying to I was going through my old stuff like cleaning up um, going through my old things and I found an old paper that I wrote and it talks about um, has industry devalued the art of film right and I was thinking Ooh. like does this does that logic still apply like it, it basically goes through like sequel culture and and how Hollywood sort of sort of just um, dishes out sequels rather than going to original um, ideas, just because of like the um, dangers in doing that. Almost like you're not going to have an audience yeah. for a sequel. More so risk, yeah. Yeah, more risk. Um, high reward yeah, right. though. Yeah, no, it's all about yeah, bankable yeah, stuff these days. Like you can invest an amount of money into something. You know, you want to have a return on investment. But that's that's kind of a product of the way that like movies are now more expensive to make than they've ever been yeah that's true so like i i guess that's why they yeah they don't want to go to original things yeah i mean like i was reading through it and like there's all these like statistics that i found you know in the top 50 imdb films right only 13 of them are original wow that's crazy right so you'll think like I mean, there's a reason enough. The top 50 IMDb films, only 13 are original. Is it because we're not making enough original films? Or is it because sequels are... Like, do people enjoy sequels more? You know, which well, I... Yeah, that's what... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because, like, if they make money, then there's... I, I believe that there's, there's cause for them to be made. Because if, like... I don't personally enjoy the Fast and Furious movies, but they make millions of dollars or billions even every time they get put out. So it's like if people like watching those movies, then I think that there is a there is a cause for them to be made. Exactly. I don't think that's all that should be made. Like obviously, you still need these great original uh, movies to be made um, and stuff, and you still need like the the award season type films to be made because they have their place as well. Um, but if these, yeah, kind of sequel bait type films keep being made and they keep making money then there's cause because there have been examples where sequels have not made money well yeah that's true and like there's there's always like the sequel the the cash in sequel that's like well this movie was popular let's make let's make another one like uh, the what was that oceans eight that came out oceans eight yeah there's plenty of other examples um but then there are like actual um long form stories that are like yeah no that makes total sense for them yeah, to like take Kill place Bill. over yeah yeah like so, something like that like that's two parts mm. of of the same story yeah like well see that's like i agree with both both of what you guys are saying and then you it circles back to um devaluing the art of cinema right like mm, yeah. people make films to tell a story not you know it's it's like the taken trilogy right you had the first one which is a great film yeah and then they yeah. tried to they tried to sort of milk it too too far and you got taken two which was you know how you're going and you got taken three which is like why bother you know yeah is yeah. this series but that's still coming i heard they were making a prequel tv series to taken wow. yeah it's very unnecessary yeah i, I mean go. anything more than just the first movie is unnecessary i think but yeah i heard they were like yes taken was successful let take taken two like did a whole taken taken franchise taken cinematic universe like they just you know the whole shebang as soon as something is successful 
Yeah, isn't that funny that like as soon as you get like uh, an original film that's that's popular, it, it then gets turned into like a series almost most of the time. Yeah, for sure. It's like um, Limitless. Limitless got its own TV show. Or Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer mm. two. Yeah. Animal Kingdom. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I like whenever I think of um like what is like people ask me the question like what is an example of a, a good original film the one i think of is like you just go to the one that won the oscar uh knives out won the oscar for knives best out, original yeah. screenplay for example but that is now getting a, a sequel which is funny although like that one doesn't seem like a cash in again you know we'll wait until it comes out but yeah like... exactly yeah that's kind of where i was going with it is that i would kind of like to see a knives out sequel right yeah, and like there's some to... films you watch and it has an ending, and you're like, "Man, I hope this doesn't get a sequel." Like I find myself saying that sometimes. Yeah, no, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, but with something like Knives Out, I wouldn't mind if it did because the characters are really fun and interesting. So, do you guys have um, a different feeling about sequels compared to adaptations of like a book or something into a into a movie? See, you... adaptations, I'm completely fine with. I have. Um... My paper also talks about adaptations. It's talking about sequels, adaptations, original films. Um, I think the only problem with adaptations is um, when it almost becomes, like, too similar. Like, I feel like adaptation should be your take on a story, right? It's you're adapting it, right? Not, like, a recreation of it. So I think That's there's, there's, yeah, there's two different opinions on that for sure, yeah. because uh, I think there's some people that, it, uh, you know, you might be a huge fan of this book series. And then if it becomes a TV show or a movie, there's, there's going to be a certain percentage of that audience that are like, oh, no, you didn't do this you know, fight yeah, the same true. way that it was in the book. Uh, and like, I, I, I kind of agree with you that it should be, it should be faithful, but also you should have like an amount of creative license with it because some things should change uh well, when I mean, they're on tv you know on a the lot screen of things, yeah i mean a lot of things change in in cinema compared to to books um because it's the way that film is written is very different you have an hour and hour and a half two hours to to make a film right so you need to sort, sort of condense that character development unless you do make it a series right like if you do make it a trilogy or something like lord of the rings right like you need to condense that content and you got to cut a few things out creatively or i mean there are people that have done it wrong like um m night Shyamalan on on avatar when he um the adapting the cartoon the to a film yeah. yeah the last airbender right um he didn't really watch it he didn't really get the key moments he kind of squeezed it all into one film where in that case yes that film needed more space to breathe more more like a sequel or something you know yeah i mean i was um i was kind of gonna kind of gonna say devil's advocate because like with harry potter for example i remember people were quite upset when there were a lot of key things left out of those movies mm. um, what got left out uh i haven't read all the books so i can't say my sister can definitely tell you everything that got left out um but i know towards the end is like especially because uh half-blood prince for example is like the biggest book i think it's either that or it's order, order of, the, of phoenix. the phoenix is the biggest sorry book. harry potter fans okay order, order of the phoenix there you go that's the biggest book but the film like was just regular length it wasn't especially longer than the other ones if i so I, of course so you're gonna you're gonna have missing details i've read all the books but not i have oh. i've seen up to i think i stopped watching halfway through order of the phoenix in the movies um you haven't watched all the movies no i just think that at that point i was just like you know what i just read these <laughs> Like, it was too similar. I was like, I don't really care. So that makes sense that um, it's stuck ah. near the end of the movies that got left don't out. Don't you think it's cool, though, to see, like, what you read in the visual format when an auditory as well? Like, I guess, uh, like, but it just, it, it was kind of the same story. Like, I, I think I was more excited when I, I read all the Game of Thrones books um right. around like season four season three maybe and that was more exciting because i was like oh what's going to show up and what's not going to show up because they started to divert by that that's point. True. right like okay. that's more interesting to me okay what about this so there's a book series i think it's called the mortal instruments or something mm -hmm. like that mm. um and there was a, a a movie made that was very 
faithful to the books, um, but it didn't do very well. And then they made it. They, they, there's now like a Netflix series or something, and it's completely different to the books. Like there's there's huge differences to the book, but it's still called the same thing. I find that kind of weird. How's the series going though? Uh, I'm actually not sure. Is um, it because is it different with the same characters, or is it like a is it just like a different thing set in the same universe? Is it like an extension of the the narrative that they? Yeah, it's not an extension. Like I think it's same universe and everything, same characters, but it has like different. Like let's say you make um. Let's say you make an Iron Man movie, right? Mm. But he's not a billionaire. He's just a regular dude. That's kind of weird. That's a weird detail to like change, right? Like, uh, let's say no, you make an Iron Man movie, but instead of him being a superhero, he's just a he's a he's a blacksmith in medieval times. Dude, that'd be very. Um, that's a but very it's Doctor still a Strange. Marvel movie. Yeah, that's very Doctor Strange kind of kind of vibe, you know, like multiverse kind of vibe. Okay, true. That's that's true. That but that would be cool because it has a purpose. Whereas like yeah. just changing something, For no but keeping the title and 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 the same elements. Like it's still Tony Stark, but he's a blacksmith in medieval times. Like yeah, I like, suppose that's yeah. weird, right? Because then weird. you could taking just call the... them someone else if they take exactly. you just, you just you make strip away all else. the core elements of that character. Yeah, which I guess goes back to what Dean was talking about in that. Why are people afraid to make something original? Because mm. if you want to do an idea on something don't just like take a title from something else it's like the cloverfield stuff right yeah like they they had netflix owned the the cloverfield stuff and they had these movies it's like oh let's just chuck cloverfield in the front of the title right like why it's it seems unnecessary to me like just make something original and forget about it you know don't don't all the cloverfields have, have a timeline though is that not oh, how time apparently but i think it's a pretty messy time there are, and there are several of them that they literally have come out and said like this was not a cloverfield movie before but we exactly. decided to make it one and then they just right. fit it into the timeline like wherever wow yeah that's what that's what? probably something i should have said but yeah like uh the one that was in space whatever that was cloverfield paradox that, oh um, yeah cloverfield yeah. paradox yeah yeah that was just a film set in space but then, like, they were worried, I think, that people weren't going to watch it. So they put, they literally made it a Cloverfield movie. Mm. And well, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with Cloverfield until the very end of the film. That was, that reminds me of, like, a really funny tweet I saw once that was, like, so, somewhere right now, someone's making a Cloverfield movie and they don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's this weird thing with cinema where, like, I don't know, it's almost like companies and writers and creatives are just afraid to make something original well i mean yeah because it's a big investment i mean you would rather you'd rather um create something for an audience that's already there right like there's already i guess business from a business standpoint yeah yeah. like from a business standpoint yeah of course like not as an individual like as someone that wants to create something that is new and and you know unseen like i feel like filmmaking is it's not so much about making a film it's about telling a story that you want to tell right mm. and yeah how many people want to tell the same story you know what i mean yeah like, true. I, true i mean i can understand it's like you know when you guys ever i understand with sequels where you ever um you ever create something you ever draw something right and like you just can't say you're done because it's so good and you want to keep adding to it but yeah. then when you add too much you you wish you could go back i feel like it's sort of like that yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. That's a really good way to see it. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite sequel? Shrek 2. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's not a bad answer. <laughs> favorite sequel? Um... Yeah, because I feel like we've been, not bashing, but like we have been maybe talking negatively too much about sequels, because I think there is a, definitely a place for oh, sequels and adaptations, because like, there's good examples of them. Yeah, for sure. John Wick has good se- oh, I think yeah, all of yeah. those yeah, sequels are great b- better than um, the original I mean the, re- the original is great um, but like uh, that's definitely a, a series that they use the um, first movie as like a you know as like a jumping off point mm. and they were like alright we've got this as the base this like hitman who's really good at killing people what else can we do with it yeah, like, right, it goes yeah. in it goes in other directions, and they're exploring other things, and it's not just the same movie over and over again. It's becoming more complex as well with all the um, other like uh, not side narratives, but the other challenges that he has to face, rather than oh, he just has to fight this this like mafia group, or you know what I mean? Like he has to like 
now it's within the the continental now right like yeah right? yeah it's interesting to see uh like from a writing perspective when someone's clearly setting things up for the other movies that they they know they're gonna make and when they're and when they're not like the first john wick movie is fairly self-contained and there's not a lot that is referenced from that in the other movies but in two and three um even more so there are parts of that where like there are plot lines like the stuff that he did in the desert Mm. spoilers for a movie that's been out for like two years um the stuff that he did in the desert uh at that one point in the movie yeah doesn't really have much of a payoff but it's going to more than likely in like the next one right okay it's sort of setting up narratives to finish in the like like arcs to be done in in the in the later film yeah because uh, allegedly uh after like the first one was successful they were like all right you get to make you know three more and mm. i think there's actually a, another one coming out there's, there's gonna be five I mean, there is yeah. i'm sure there yeah. is the way they ended the third one i'm sure yeah yeah but um but once you once you get the green light for that like when they were making two they were clearly like all right well we're writing this we can you know we don't have to have everything pay off in this movie we can yeah. set things up for things later and sometimes that's even more satisfying like it, it, if something in like the fifth oh, i don't know maybe in like the ninth fast and furious they like use the power of tokyo drifting to like save the the day or something like that that's cool you know like whoa that's that happened six movies ago or you, you know what i mean like mm. yeah yeah that's 100%. a time that sequels can be a positive thing yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same as like um with the star wars the new star wars trilogy right um they focus a lot on um bringing back like sort of like uh icons almost from yeah. the previous films like you see the millennium falcon and it's just in the sand it's, sorry for spoilers or whatever but um you see the millennium falcon and you're like whoa that's really cool and then you know it's like you're sort of playing on that nostalgia yeah that's all of star wars like whoa like remember lando he's in this movie well remember han oh he's here like all your favorites who cares about developing these new characters that's disney's the worst for that kind of stuff it's true they know that they have icons and they're not afraid to say you know they're not afraid to flaunt them yeah, not yeah a... but they make billions of dollars so yeah, i mean true. yeah but uh, like is that is that a good thing i mean so for me drugs. i don't, so I don't mind the drug because, industry. Like... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not the biggest star wars fan so it doesn't bother me like i enjoy the new ones i know anyone who's a star wars fan like probably hates them um but i don't mind them because they're new stories and the new characters are interesting um and the fact that they didn't I guess, the, like the fact that they do like milk their 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 known content, doesn't bother me as much because they did it right with with MCU, you know. So they've got one example where it wasn't done very well, but they've got another version where it was done well. So for me, like to take the Star Wars films at face value, like is enough. Mm. But I know for lots of people, it isn't. I mean, the MCU was like they planned that, like Favio planned that since Iron Man two, Iron Man one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he had a set goal, and that's why I think you see DC, and they they realized too late what Marvel were doing, and then they rushed everything, and that's why you've got, like, Suicide Squad, the first one, and it just feels very, like, what the hell? It's, like, the same as, um, what's the DC movie with all of them again? Um, Justice League. Justice League. You see Justice League, and it's like, how the hell did this happen? It's out of nowhere now, yeah. you know what I mean? It, yeah, well, yeah, that is the thing, though. Like, they, they started all that stuff after the MCU like existed you yeah know? so like they were already making like heaps and heaps of films like four four films a year were coming out that were mcu which was crazy yeah. and then you had dc which had like two movies and they were like all right time to chuck everyone in a film together yeah see, and MCU. introduce half the characters for the first time yeah, yeah and they get, I... just sent like an email like like yep. who is it wonder woman's <laughs> like hey bruce check out these links to these cool heroes to add to your team and he's like yeah hey, See, at least, at least in the MCU, you know, they had the little, like, when you saw Nick Fury for the first time in Iron Man, you're like, yo, shit's about to pop off, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, you got the little, like, clues dropped everywhere when it's like... Exactly. You got to make a team, like, and he's like, oh, nah, I'm okay. And then later you get Avengers, you know? Like, that's yeah, just so Thanos cool. Yeah, and Thanos is in that for, like, a split second. Like, yeah. he's in there 
very briefly in a film that was made in 2012. Right and at then, the end. You know, it was, six years later, he finally like shows up. The, the yeah. coolest thing for little little child me when I mm. watched Iron Man and then, like, whenever The Hulk came out, I watched that too. And then, like, Robert Downey Jr. shows up at the end and I was like, oh, that's, that's him from the other movie. Whoa, what's he doing here? That, that was really yeah. cool. And it's funny because, like, there have been other examples, like, uh, Universal tried to make, like, a a cinematic universe Mm. with their Universal monsters. Oh, right, yeah. Um, Yeah, which is, like, with MCU, the reason, a big reason why it works is because the source material, like, superheroes showed up in each other's comics, like, all the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, Mostly because, like, majority of them are set in New York. (laughs) So they can show up in each other's comics, right? Um, But with, like, Universal monsters, it's kind of like, why are you trying to connect these things like it it's doesn't really make sense and they weren't good movies like not not the old ones the ones that they tried to make after the fact like the mummy and i frankenstein and stuff like like why are you trying to make these films like you're making them with the idea to make a cinematic universe not with just making good films whereas iron man was made to be a good film like they weren't thinking oh let's make a whole universe out of this you know, they just made a fun film. Yeah, and that's true. Then you have DC where it's like, oh, let's make Justice League to gr- create like a universe or Batman vs Superman. All those kind of films were made with the intent to make the cinematic universe, whereas you can't do that. Like John Wick probably originally was just made to be a good film. Mm. And then it was kind of like, oh, this was popular. It has a fan base. Now we can make something from it. Yeah, well, it's clear true. to me that like the you know the executives or whoever's in charge of like what movies are getting made at those big companies are like look at look at the mcu that look at all the money they're making yeah. that's yeah. the key doing yeah. what they're doing and they're, they're just like catching up they don't they're like what do you mean we have to spend like five years setting everything up to make that kind of money no yeah do it now yeah, yeah i think when it's when it's um done poorly it feels like a novelty you know it needs to be done like it, it, it takes time to make something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It took MCU forever, right? You can't rush. Yep. You can't rush that stuff, because um, you can tell. You, you can definitely tell. Hundred um, percent. You can go back and there's the, even a list, you know, like oh, this is the order to watch um, all the MCU movies. So you get yeah. like, a, you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred like, percent. And you watch them, and you're like, holy shit! They've been planning this for forever. Yeah, yeah, especially if, like, you watch it, like, if you were to watch it all for the first time now, you go back and you're like, this is crazy how, like, everything was was set up, and it's literally been, yeah, planned over, like, a decade. And half of it went over your head when you first watch it, because you're like, oh, that's cool. But You don't know what it means yet. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's probably just a reference. you don't know the significance of it, yeah. Yeah. I do want to just say um, that I don't have a... We don't have any problems with sequels, right? Like, I love sequels, right? It's just when it comes into terms of um, uh, devaluing the art of cinema when it comes to original films. I think there needs to be more room for original writers and not to be scared to write original films. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely what we're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, like, make that into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. emphasize that. Emphasize it. Nice little bow on it close the conversation yeah for sure so i thought um something interesting the title of the podcast would be um uh technology so more specifically kind of um where it is today and like understanding technology and like i guess so there's a lot of I'd say, like, conspiracy theories and and stuff on the internet about, like, the dangers of, like, technology, who has your data, like, where you're being tracked, and kind of how everything is online, like, every little detail about you is online. Is that something that you guys worry about? Oh, God, there's no, there's there's no escaping it at this point, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've kind of already, you're kind of of already a part of it, right? Like, they've already got all your details or all all the all the facts about you like i mean yeah. it's about every it's with everyone as well right so like if if everyone has is facing that issue then should i be worried about it as well like i don't know well the way mm. i see it is it's a very losing battle if you have a phone and if you have yeah. any social media account you've lost the, yeah they've got it all and like you know they've got uh, having any amount means that 
yeah, they've taken your, your data and, you know, they're selling it to whoever or using it for whatever. And I think that um, it's going to be really dangerous, like, soon. <laughs> it's not dangerous right now, but eventually, I don't know. I get targeted ads of, like, incorrect things right now. Like, I remember mm. I was playing... Uh, there's this. There was a Switch game called Golf Story. That's like a golf RPG, completely unrelated. Um, and I I looked up like a guide for that. I was like, how do I get this item? And then all of a sudden, I was getting like ads for golf clubs, like actual golf clubs. And I was like, oh, you know, nice try, targeted ads, yeah, but that's right. not quite it. But eventually, it's going to get to a point where everything's so specific, and you're going to be tricked into. I don't, how many times have you guys seen like an ad for? something that you're like you know what i didn't know that i wanted that but i do now see i don't think i ever really um had a moment like that where i saw an ad and like oh i kind of kind of really want that because i'm not really i'm not easily persuaded i don't think by like online ads mainly because like when i was younger i used to never like buying stuff online i still am like i'd prefer to go in store right and really why why is that oh uh, i just like Back, well, when I was younger, I used to have to, like, uh, I'm sure everyone did have to go to their mom and be like, yo, mom, can I, like, can I get, like, this real quick? And, you know, the, my mom was always like, do you need it or do you want it, you know, kind of thing. And I was mm. always like, well, I want it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I just kind of wasn't bothered, like, doing that conversation over and over again. And I kind of just uh, wanted to avoid it. So the majority of the time I wanted something, I'd go in store um, and even that's an effort in itself right like then you have to yeah. ask people where it is and you know like or you would google the store right right and be like oh is it do they have it here and like in stock yeah you know, in stock and it's like no then you got to go find another store and so so i kind of just like lost interest um so yeah i don't think ads like that really work i think the only time it, it works dude is if you're looking for a gift for someone that's when you're like yo this would be good for someone else true true and that's a yeah shop shop gift uh what do you call it shopping for gifts is, is hard especially when it's like like someone you don't know very well or or even if it's someone yeah, that's that you, always the worst yeah even if it is someone that you do know so well right that you know exactly what they don't like and what they do like like for example renee um she hates things well she doesn't hate things she doesn't like things that you can't do anything with right so if i was to get okay. her like a, it has to be practical it has to be practical right so like um every a gift i've gone there has been something practical and like it's it's difficult sometimes you know like you gotta th- yeah. you gotta think outside the box so if ads could if ads could um tell me <laughs> other people's <laughs> information <laughs> but, like my friends then yeah It'd work on well me. maybe that's where it's gonna go right because they already have everyone's information why not just tell your mates like you know what what is good to get you then people would wouldn't get bad gifts as well it's true it's i like, could totally see that popping up as a, know. as a you know a thing coming up soon in the next like five ten years where they're like we're gonna share the the data we collect from like your facebook friends and give that to you around their birthdays like I in the form a, of ads yeah, yeah. like yeah. i could see a pattern or something showing like you wouldn't like know that. about that like it would just be something that's like done behind the scenes right no, most of the time, like, things like this show up in patents. Like, a company will register the technology to do that. So yeah. that's yeah. how uh, that's often how this stuff is found. Um, yeah. I could see that coming out and everyone being like, oh, this is terrible. I hate this. And then it just happening anyway. And then because <laughs> we really don't have a lot of say in what the big companies decide to do. It's true. True. But if, if like, let's say... Um... You know, Dean's birthday is coming up, and then we start getting ads for body pillows. Like, it'll be yeah. a bit like, ooh. Well, look, man, get What's the hint. Dean you don't get right? those already. Get the hint, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's obviously popping up for a reason, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lot of it's manipulative. I and again, we don't have a choice in it. There was this like thing registered for. I think it was Destiny, like that, like Destiny Two, that game. Uh, a while ago where this is this is along the same lines of like targeted ads there was technology that they patented that was if you were a new player it would put you into 
uh, lobbies with people that had spent money on the game, like used microtransactions. So so the new players would look at the other players and be like, whoa, like that their armor is really cool. How do I get that? Oh, you have to pay for it? Hmm, maybe I will. Oh, that's kind of smart. That that's work. the intention. And there's other things to, like, I think Call of Duty, like the latest one, had a, had a thing where if you've lost several games in a row it'll put you into a match with maybe bots or maybe like low level players so that you'll get a win and then and then you'll be like all right i'll keep playing you know yeah I, I, yeah you feel happier it's also the same with um how health bars lie to you in video games like you know when um you get really low health like you're about to die but yeah. you you for some reason you last longer than like you'd expect it's because that little bit of health is actually more than what it's telling you that it is I've never seen that before. I've seen that in my car on my petrol gauge. But I've never seen that in a video game. Uh, like in like video games like um like I don't know. I don't know what to say like like uh I I want to say Dark Souls but not really Dark Souls cuz Dark Souls is kind of like yo like one hit you're dead. It's but it's yeah. like games like like where you have a health bar in it and it's like um yeah, so like it's kind of like the percentage like at the top it, it's less percentage than at the bottom. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so like that. So like the first portion of your health dis uh, goes away like really quickly, but then that last half, like maybe like probably like Halo, you know. And it's because people like because those game game uh, devs, uh, you know that feeling you get the adrenaline. They want to keep you having that feeling of like holy shit, I almost just died, but we, we, we mm. we're going on strong, you know. Is Skyrim one of those games? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I feel like anything with like a health bar. Yeah. Like, instead of a health like number. Yeah. Like, for example, like, Minecraft is an example where, like, everything has a certain hit... Like, there's hit points for everything, and there's, like, there's maths involved. True. Like, everything has a set amount that it's going to hit you yeah. with. Or, like, it doesn't never, change. I've never heard of this before. I'll have to, like, look this up, because... Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of secrets that, like, game developers do to um, keep you intrigued into the game. Um, and, and it's the same with, like... Um, like Legend of Zelda health or like Mario health is like the quarters, the fractions and stuff. It's all like calculated damage. So like based on how much you have, based or, or the calculated damage, like how you were saying with um, Minecraft, right? So there are games that oh, obviously okay, right. like don't do that, but then there are games that yeah. do. I think it's like something that's developed over time, like as a way to. That's crazy because it's it's also manipulating the gamer, right? So this goes back to your yeah. your like ads, right? In in technology. Right. It's all about manipulating the market into like yeah staying with them or you know. I think once they figured out um, how how the neurochemistry works in you know in a person's brain, that's when we lost. You know, like may maybe <laughs> like using that for financial gain isn't such a great idea. Mm. I think, <laughs> but mm. but uh, yeah, money rules all in in this world. So if you can yeah make something to trick people i mean, i get is it really that that's another question i guess is it really tricking somebody into buying something if they needed it anyway like sometimes you genuinely need an item and it's like oh exactly and like targeted ads i don't think are necessary like they obviously they're created for by businesses to make more money but i don't think they're necessarily created to like in a malicious intent, you know, it's, it is purely just for financial gain and, it's like a win -win. you know, they could be helpful, you know, like if you have actually been looking at something, cause I find it a lot, like, um, let's say I'm like, I'm looking at a guitar online and I'm like, this is a really nice guitar. I shouldn't spend all this money on it though. So like, I keep it there in the back of my mind and then an ad will pop up saying like, Oh, look at this guitar. This is the guitar you've been looking at. And it's like, Oh yeah, I really want to buy that, but I shouldn't, you know, it's, it's almost like, for me, most of the time, it's, like, reminding me stuff that I've searched up to look at. I mean, look, yeah, at the end of the day, right, it's you're the one that's in control of yourself, right? Yeah. You're the one that's yeah. going to say, like, yes, I will buy this, or no, I won't, right? So, yeah, like, I, I agree with you in that sense that it's, like, it's more for, like, oh, it's, like, a win-win situation almost. Like, if, if the person wanted to buy it, they'll buy it, right? Yeah, but at the same time, like, if you have a bunch of people telling you to buy this thing and you're not sure if you should or not, you're probably going to end up buying it. Yeah, a That's lot of people so are susceptible to that. Like, a lot of yeah. people. It's like impulse buys at the grocery shop. Like So much in Coles is, like, designed to manipulate you. Like, uh, the, yeah. the way, the position on a shelf 
that an item is. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. the fact that milk is at the back of the store, that's like a one that I feel like most people know. You ha- everybody needs milk, so you'll walk to the back of the store to go get oh, it. Yeah. And then you'll see everything else in, in wow. the meantime on the way there. Like, you know what I love? When I'll see like a on special tag and then I look under it and it's the same price. Yeah. yeah. Or like one cent difference. Like Yeah, it's like, wow, what a what a deal. I can yeah. buy this for the same price. Very cool. <laughs> it's basically getting peer pressured by by uh like the internet, right? Like getting peer pressured yeah. by technology, getting peer pressured by your own um like brain, right? Like you're, yeah you see things your eyes are like oh pretty colors let's have a look at this and you know how candy wrappers are all like there's a science in that right and like the colors oh, yeah. that are used in branding right yeah it's because things appeal right like colors, have, colors you guys, appeal to you. have you guys ever experienced the the phenomenon of when you talk about something a lot and you don't search it up at all and then mm-hmm. you get an ad on like facebook for that yes. thing that yeah. you're talking about Okay. Yeah, I've tested that. Yeah. yeah. Cause, so I don't own a dog, right? And I've before, like, just spoken at my phone. It's not even on, but it's always listening. Um, and I've just said, like, uh, oh, like, dog treats. I really need, like, I really need a new dog collar kind of mm. thing, like, and saying things like that. And then, yeah, my ads will pop up and it's for dog stuff. Dude, the one, I don't like, even own a dog. The one so. indisputable time for me that I've experienced it, because people are always like, oh, maybe you just search it up and don't remember I was yeah. in Brisbane for like a night, uh, uh, like a, a year ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I have this weird thing where I mistake the names in my head of Brisbane and Melbourne. So when I was on the oh. phone to men, like multiple people while I was there, I'd be like, oh, you know, when I get back from Melbourne, I mean Brisbane. You know, like that kept happening. There was no yeah. other reason for me to like even think about Melbourne. Um, then I like later on the day after I got back, I was getting ads about, like, apartments to rent in Melbourne. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same as, like, um, you guys remember the Simpsons movie where um, Lisa and Marge and, um, and, and Bart, like, they're, they're on the bus and, Mar- and, and Lisa's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get some help. And, and Marge is like, no, they're always listening, right? Like the CIA or whatever. And then yeah. it goes, like the bus driver's like got the camera in his eye and shit. It's like a robot yeah. bus driver. And it goes, yeah. he goes, yeah, we got them like at the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. turns out to be true. Like, like the CIA are always listening. Like remember it got proved to be true that whatever that, the, yeah, they're always Snowden. listening to your, yeah, Snowden. Yeah. Yeah. Always listening to your phone calls and stuff. Um, What's the yeah. solution? But, Just live off the grid. What is the danger in that, right? Like, if you don't have anything to hide, I don't see what, like, I get that people want their privacy, right? I get that people want their privacy. That's a big deal. But if it's not, like, I don't know, me personally, I don't find that it's hurting me in any way. No, well, I mean, look, if if you, if what you don't know doesn't hurt you, right? Like, you you know what I mean? Yeah, well. I mean, you know about it now, but, like, if you didn't know about it for, like, 50 years in your life, like, then what? Yeah. See, the not knowing about it, I obviously would have a problem with. But I just think that, like, the government listening to everything, I'm like, well, if it helps them, you know, find terrorists or, you know, people doing crimes and stuff, like cartels and that, it's like, then, yeah, like, go ahead. I think that if I'm in any way helping that process, then it's fine. The point is that a lot of this stuff, the the negative effects of, of, like, mass surveillance haven't really happened yet and it's more like what could happen yes that's that what kind i of yeah. coverage that's kind of what i'm saying is that like if it's helping them you know solve crimes and make the world a better place that's good but, but what if, if it's like what if somebody if it is turning into 1984 then no i don't want that obviously what, what if somebody like that hated you you like your mm-hmm. your arch nemesis got a job at one of those companies <laughs> and rose through the yeah. ranks and then like went through all of the surveillance of you just like talking online or in phone calls and stuff and then like made a uh, uh, stitch together audio of you saying like you know horrible things that you didn't actually yeah. say like what what if that happens you guys ever see well, wouldn't that person get fired I mean yeah uh, but but they could try to do that you know <laughs> yeah you, right it's like you guys yeah. ever see Scooby-Doo too you're trying to make me sound like I sa- uh, what is it what do you say you're trying to make me sound like I said Coolsville sucks oh yeah right yeah <laughs> exactly see it already happens yeah yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that is a worry, isn't it? But I guess, like, maybe I'm just being very naive here, but I guess you just trust that 
the right people are in those positions, which obviously they're not always because we found out that institutions and, and stuff can be very easily corrupted. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it's, like, it's like money is power. Yeah, money is power. But it's it's like, um, like even doctors, right? Like, I, mm. Renee and I watched this new series, uh, Dr. Death, based on um, Dr. Yes. Christopher Dunch, um, yeah. who was, he just was a sociopath almost basically like he he slaughtered people yeah he maimed people he he like killed he killed two he made his best friend a quadriplegic because he was he he went through all the study but he couldn't and he because he did a phd and an md but he wasn't he he was more in the theory side right he couldn't actually do anything practical mm. um but he made out to it's, it's the same as that if, if if even doctors right like can um be corrupt like, I guess corrupt, but it's not really corrupt, right? It's more like not doing, not for the good of the people, right? Not for the well, good yeah, of the public. Well, yeah, in in America, you can you can sue doctors, can't you? Yeah, you can do that here. You can you can do you that. You can do that here. Yeah, um, a friend Crazy. of mine had a like, or he he got incorrectly told that he didn't have anything wrong with him by one neurologist, and then the next one he went to told him like oh yeah you've got a brain tumor we need to operate on that so that oh. that first one i don't know if they got money out of it but like they took legal action and he lost his medical license damn wow yeah. so you, there is like um repercussions for medical malpractice and that's never going to happen to the big big corporations you know like you can't you can't take well, they own them yeah so exactly you wouldn't want to mess around with them yeah <laughs> Yeah, dude, you'd just you'd be like, oh, yo, where, where did where did Carl go? Like he was like, I was talking to him the other day. He's he's, he's gone. He's vanished off the map, dude. His address yeah. doesn't show up anymore. <laughs> I mean, now that we've talked about it, they're, they're going to come for all three of us. So yeah. we know too much. Yeah, we know yeah, too now, much. Uh... Yeah. So do you, so like going back to the original point? Do you guys think like people genuinely should be worried? about like who has their data and who's tracking them and stuff oh probably not because you don't really have a choice in it like there's not much you can do mm. Mm. it gets scary but what you know it's but like what about like pointless. vpns and stuff like that because like, there are ways to you know actually find out there are services that um you can find out who's tracking you and you can like stop that from happening do you think people should be like for, investing in that for any measure there is a countermeasure it, it, i yeah. mean that's true, but I mean, look, a VPN. If if you're doing that to stop the government, that's already putting putting you on on their watch list. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they're already gonna be like, yo, this guy is hiding something. Yeah, which is what I mean. Like I don't think that. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just watching American Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just trying to watch. Well, The Office is now on Netflix, but back when it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to watch The Office on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's it's like that. Um, basically on what on what tim's saying it's like that saying right if, if um when you're stressed out about something right it's like can you do something about it if you can um then should you worry about it no if you can't do anything mm, about yeah. it no you can't um then don't like is it going to affect you really like no not really can't really do anything about it shouldn't really yeah, worry yeah. about it then yeah yeah that's a good point all right well um i'll go in with my something interesting um i finds the concept of reality tv profoundly interesting uh i recently did, like just last week started a job at channel 10 um oh, nice, dude. doing like promos and stuff and a lot of what they make is reality tv and mm. i'm privy to the ratings that that stuff gets and there are hundreds of thousands of people watching the episodes of like survivor and the bachelor and, and like shows like that and that i was like i was like what <laughs> people like people still watch that um but the way that they can craft a story out of kind of stuff that didn't actually happen i guess is mm. like it, yeah it's really really cool to me yeah it's cool that is i mean yeah but you're talking about reality reality TV that has like challenges challenges and stuff like that, right? Or like or just anything. Knowledge. Like the big examples that I feel like we'd come back to in this conversation are Survivor and and The Bachelor. Okay, because I was gonna say like like, what are your thoughts on Gogglebox? Right, you're just watching people watch TV and comment on it. Oh, I fucking I hate never understood that. that. Right? Yeah, it, I really dislike that. But then then you think like, oh, I really dislike that, right? But then like, how many times do you? go to you go onto youtube right and watch yeah. like 
like yeah. someone you'd like react yeah. to something right like well I, yeah. like that i feel like is in a different category to reality tv because reaction videos and things like that uh yeah they're kind of their own thing aren't they and mm. i like i never understood why people don't want to just have the reaction themselves yeah. rather than watching somebody else well wouldn't you say gogglebox is just a glorified react reaction absolutely like, right like, yeah but uh, so it's different because like uh, with like youtube or, or twitch personalities like i would watch the reaction because it's the person reacting to it you know okay like, i follow the person i find them entertaining yeah but gogglebox it's just a bunch of random people watching like it's different if it was like celebrity gogglebox to that play devil's advocate yeah i still hate the show but to play devil's advocate the point of gogglebox i feel like is that that's the same families or whoever like watching it each episode so by Mm -hmm. the end of it you're like ah terry and and jemima like they thought the game of thrones ending was really scary ha ha like you you know the characters by then and that is that not the same thing as watching a youtube personality react i was about to say the same thing Mm, well it depends because i don't watch react channels right right like I, i watch people who do other things and then sometimes they react and then when they react it's like oh that's funny it's like interesting to watch their perspective mm, or like okay. opinions um so yeah. that's why i mean that's why i don't watch gogglebox right because i don't find that interesting that's fair and i'm not about to sit down every week get invested in this random family who will soon become not random you know like, yeah yeah that's true but i mean it's weird i don't know it's it, it's, it is a very weird concept by nature it's, it's funny because in general yeah it's funny because you're saying like oh like i don't want to sit down and watch this like random family right but it's the same thing as like yeah. you sat down and watched a random youtuber and you began to like him it's, yeah. it's really it's random to someone it's, that's for sure yeah, it's re- it's a really weird yeah. idea how like I don't know, it's just, like, I mean, like, you look at the Sidemen and they've made a whole React channel now, right? Yes, yeah. Like, God. there's obviously a market for it, even television. Oh, there definitely it. is. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say with reality TV. It goes back to what we're saying about the whole, like, sequels and franchise things. Like, it makes money and it has an audience, so it obviously has value and it has a place. It's true. You can't just say, don't make any more reality TV shows because there are people who, you know, really enjoy that kind of content. Do you think that, um, there are like ads like pop ads pop up on your phone for things about like reality reality tv and they're like oh the, the, there's, there's a market for like survivor all these people like survivor right and then 100 like you get ads on your it phone definitely is yeah it all links I th- i'm sure there's like instagram and facebook ads for like the next episode oh for right? sure yeah, yeah. i can have and, yeah we'll be working on that eventually oh. <laughs> yeah that's well, tim's job ins- there you go man. so that answers your question yeah, yeah. <laughs> um th- they're like I learned this week specifically that apparently the template uh, story, or yeah, the the story arc of each season of each of the shows, like Survivor, for example, is the same every single season because that makes it easier for them to make you know promos and stuff. Um, because there's always like the the backstab, the uh, the immunity challenge that means everything, the really dicey controversial tribal council meeting you know like they follow the same plot right. every time no way it's 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 like it's like the block right like it's the same thing but different location yeah yeah no it's it, it's just uh crazy to me that i there was a, a uni class it was actually and i did a year of another degree before like uh i did the film one mm-hmm. uh, so it was really funny that this showed up in that other degree because that was about psychology um, I guess not so funny, but we, we analyzed an episode of Deal or No Deal, and the plot that was put into that, and it and it was like the inciting incident was this, the the hero character was this old lady who was on the show. I'm hoping you guys are familiar with like the concept of Deal or No Deal. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- yes. Uh, it's just like a bunch of cases, and you got to pick one by one. You know, yeah. which you, one's the you open? Pick one to the last one has the most money, right? Yeah. yeah, the last one's the one you get with the most money, or you can just take the yeah. like the banker's offer. Yeah, um, yes, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. this old woman had like just lost her house, or like it had been damaged in like a tornado or something like that, and she was there to try and get some money to fix it. So it's like, oh right, this like underdog woman. You know, we really like her. She's the hero, and we want her to win. Um, and the banker that sends an offer is this unseen character, uh, like, yeah, it, it, kind of the villain of the story. Cause they're like, oh, you could get $200,000, but you should take my safe offer of, you know, 43,000 
Whoa. and yeah. yeah the way that the music escalates throughout the episode uh it, it all contributes and like keeps people watching yeah you know what i hate though when like they'll go they'll have like this big moment before an ad break mm. and then they'll come back from the ads and they'll recap and it ends on the same like big moment i hate that yeah like, that's the that's like the big reason why i can't really watch reality tv show because like like just it's so based on the ads and it's so driven by like when the ad breaks are, and like that's how you keep tension. Like well, that's also ad how they make the money. But I, exactly, and I hate watching ads. So I guess everyone probably does, but like I just can't do reality TV because like when I watch like sport, for example, like I'll be watching basketball, and there's ad breaks in that. But those ad breaks are like when I go on my phone. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I guess the the concept of ads in general, they are. Uh, yeah, I feel like they're they're such a they're they're just everywhere, right? Yeah, I love the idea that you like when there's an ad break in sports, you go onto your phone to receive better, more targeted ads. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Because that is the thing. Like the ads that on um on basketball, like they're all aimed at an audience that isn't me, which is funny. Like it's all like ads like um, barber shaver shop and like, oh, are you having problems in the bedroom? Like literally things like that. And it's like, these are targeted for middle-aged men, yeah. not me. Well, targeted for yeah. the, their audience, you know, like they've obviously got exactly. the for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to, I was going to bring something up about, it's, it's like ads are just there for, um, television to, to create those cliffhangers almost, you know what I mean? Like they, people, yeah, true. like they cut the show for the ad almost. Yeah, definitely. Mm. They definitely do. Yeah, that's interesting. Which is crazy. Yeah. I think. But it's it's just a part of it. Like, if you watch reality TV, I'm sure you're used to that, you know? Like, that just is how you watch the show. But, um, yeah, it's it's just, like... Yeah, it's interesting that it's, like, built around the ads, pretty much. Yeah. From what I've seen, at least. Uh, like, Yeah, big culprit is, yeah. um, is MasterChef. MasterChef mm. always did that shit. Yeah. It's like whenever, whenever they're about to get judged or like whenever something was about to go wrong, it's like, oh, yeah. cut to an it's ad, not, now you have to wait. It's not just reality TV as well. Uh, and I think this is a really interesting change that's happened now that streaming services have become so big. But so many shows like 20, say like 2010 and prior were designed uh, to be, you know, 21 minutes so that they could fit in like yeah the like the ad breaks properly yeah. but now mm-hmm. it's it's not so much of a thing because um something like again i keep going back to it something like game of thrones can be 60 minutes long per episode yeah yeah because like it or it's that that's on the premium services and yeah. um or hbo yeah ads will show up before and after yeah. and like netflix yeah. it's kind of like you just make your uh what's a there's that show love death and robots oh that's good like, show good show they're, they're all different times and they're all also like not yeah some of them are like yeah. five minutes some of the episodes are like 15 20 minutes yeah well, um, i mean love that's death. that's not made for ads and that probably couldn't exist but like I, it could exist in like um those like you remember those like kids not not love death and robots like that format could exist on like a show like do you remember um uh was it the opera one the vegetable opera or oh, soup opera <laughs> yeah soup opera like i'm sure each episode was like a different amount of length right like like a between 30 seconds to a minute right but that's that's not that you're, you're correct but i don't think that that's that much of a um that that, that gap isn't very big but that's like true. five minutes to say yeah 20 minutes i think the longest episode of love death and robots is. that's true yeah, that makes it hard. If they would make it be either 11 minutes or, or 21, 22 minutes if it was on TV. Mm. Like, Well, it could be on a... Well, you know what? Like, people, like, networks and stuff can pull out ads of any length. Like, there's ads that get made of different lengths, and there's ads of those same ads that are different versions with different time mm. lengths. So if you had a show that was, like, five minutes, but it got, like like 200,000 viewers of just that five minutes, then they're going to make ads that fit that five minute show. True. You know? So I think it is true that like streaming services do provide for a more flexible time length because there's no ads, but those shows could definitely still like exist on television. There was that report a little while ago that I don't, it was some U S uh, channel was like shortening 
they were speeding up reruns of Seinfeld by like 1.1 times so they could fit more ads <laughs> into it, into that slot. So like they less, the episode's going faster, there's less time for the episode, more time for ads. That's crazy. Yeah, and they thought people wouldn't notice, but people were like, well, hey. Why is it so fast? Yeah. That's that's crazy that they thought people wouldn't notice. Yeah. Especially on something that's rewatchable, right? Like, shows like that, like Seinfeld, Friends, like, people rewatch those shows all the time. That's yeah. why they get rerun so much. Sure. So you'd think people would notice more on a show like that. I mean, because with, like, they've like seen Jer- that episode, Jerry's like, saying, six what's times. the deal a lot faster than, <laughs> than the last time I watched yeah. this episode? I mean, it's, like, it's like in Friends, it's like, the, you don't, like, you do the clap every single time, and then you do it one time, and it doesn't sync, and you're like, hey, hold on, that happened way faster. Yeah, like in Friends. Yeah, yeah. like in Friends, yeah. Not yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, other, like, really weird rules that I've learnt about um, just in the first week uh, working at 10. Like... In terms of Australian ads, there's only so much that you can promote any single show, or sorry, any any specific episode of a show. So say an episode of Survivor is happening on Sunday, um, mm-hmm. you can only put like this percentage of your airspace uh, like to have promos devoted to that episode, but it's totally fine to advertise the show Survivor itself, and then directly after run an ad that just says watch it's not an ad for if you watched it separately it wouldn't mean anything it's called a pointer uh and it, it just says an explosive new episode coming sunday seven thirty. like does that make sense like they're, they're two separate ads that mean nothing side by side or unless they're side by side and like that kind of is a loophole oh, yeah. to break the law right does that make sense? Right. Kind of. So it's like it's like you're splitting the ad almost because you can't have an ad. Um, yeah, like the first ad that might be sixty seconds is just for the show, not right. for that specific episode. Right. And then uh, and then uh, they put a five second ad to the time slot. Mm. Oh right. So like the the main ad stays the same, but they just the yeah, five they seconds just, changes yeah exactly yeah, exactly right. yeah so yeah. then they were only actually advertising that episode for five seconds Damn. not oh, 65 yeah interesting that they like is that just is that universal law or is that just for channel 10 that's australian law australia. and that's how channel oh, 10 and i'm assuming right. other okay. other like australian get around law. It. yeah right i mean that's good i, I feel like that's i mean good it's thing. good to have laws on ads that's for sure yeah definitely because i mean imagine someone that like like because ads are ex- right. to run ads are expensive right like it's not mm. it's not cheap like i mean someone can no. do it but they'd be spending a fortune right like yes yeah. i think if, if someone could like have an unlimited length of because they, they basically you know have big money right um they they can just run an ad for the whole thing and it's like yo like come on like you're you're already manipulating the market almost and be like this is the only show you want to watch mm. True. Yeah. What's the least successful ad you guys have watched? Like, what's something that you've watched advertising something, and you've just thought, like, what? Why? Why would I buy that? Because of, well, you know, why does this prove why I should buy it? Something about like unsuccessful ads is that like you guys ever get those things on like Facebook or Instagram where it's like, do you remember seeing an ad for this? Do you guys get those things and, and ask you like yes, no, or unsure? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Surveys, and like most of the time, I do not remember seeing an ad for that thing. Yeah. So I think most ads in general are probably unsuccessful. Uh, but cool. I don't know, like going back to Tim's question, do you like do you have a most unsuccessful? There ad? was there was this ad for like uh, again, I guess it's kind of successful that I I remember it all the, after all these years. Mm. But it was like this ad for Red Rock Deli chips, Ooh. one of the ones with like honey in them. Ew. And the ad itself was like a woman tackling uh, a man in like a field and they were like getting all you know, about to like fuck or whatever, and um, and then she starts like unbuttoning his shirt and pouring honey on him, and then she just leaves him and goes to eat the honey soy chips. Is is this Red Lee? Did you say the Red Rock Deli? Red Rock Deli. Oh, the Red yeah, Rock like, Deli ones, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, and I watched that, and I was like, that's that seems awful. <laughs> I don't want to buy those chips anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't want people to put honey on my chest. But That'd you know be what? Terrible. Though? You know what though? You remembered the ad. 
I, I, yeah, that, yeah. I, you, that's, that's right. But like, that's kind of what I was thinking. Is like, if you remember an unsuccessful ad, it's probably not an unsuccessful unsuc- ad. Yeah. Which is why I brought up the Facebook thing because it's like, if it's an unsuc- if it's an unsuccessful ad, by nature you won't remember it. Sure. Um, but uh, I guess yeah, what you meant is like ads that make you not want to buy the product. Yeah. 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 I, that's more. That's what you meant by unsuccessful. So. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That averts me from it. That makes me think. Like, so you don't you don't think chips are sexy? Not really. I guess that's like a big thing in ads in general, right? Sex sells. Like doing Supposedly. some sort of well, yeah, doing some putting like attractive, apparently psychologically, like old spice. You are you are more likely to buy something from an attractive person than right. just a you know average person. It's like the American old spice ad, right? Where he's like riding a horse and he goes, "You wish you could be like me," but you know what I mean. You know that ad? Yeah. The big muscular dude. Yeah. That's a good ad. Good. <laughs> I would buy Old Spice. I always, I always enjoyed the Spice ads, the Old Spice yeah. ads. I thought they were funny. Yeah, they are good. Not that I've ever used Old Spice. Me neither. The ads were cool. Yeah, like if <laughs> if because it's an Old Spice is like an American brand, right? Like you, we don't really have Old Spice down here. Uh, no, we okay, do. You can buy it at Coles. Can we, you? we have it down here, but I think it is an American thing. It's yeah. expensive as fuck. Well, that because of shipping. Okay, that's, that's why. probably why yeah. I've never bought it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My mum said no. It's too expensive. Just stick with but it. the said, man on the TV, he's it? funny. <laughs> yeah, true. But the man on I need it, mum. I need the Old Spice. <laughs> the man on TV is muscular. The Old Spice will do that yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Scientific fact, or at least that's what the ad told me. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, see, I... Well... What were you going to say? I don't have a point. Oh. You don't have a point? I don't have a point, no. Yeah, take that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, it's probably about that time, huh? Yeah, no, I think uh, yeah. that we should wrap things up. Um, yeah. Well, that was... Any any final thoughts? My my thing is that I'm going to go out and buy some Old Spice to get muscular. That's my that's what I've gotten from this conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's something in- interesting, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, see what I did there? I, I guess, um, I don't know, I've... I think in general that um, anything that has an audience and makes money is probably valuable. So although people, a lot of people probably don't like reality shows, they don't like sequels. If other people do, then I mean that's why it gets made, right? Mm, that's true. It makes money, has an audience. So yeah, I mean yeah, if there's that's, that's um, what I have to say. Yeah, I mean we make things in order to like for other people, right? Like like. Yeah, for it to be sold. Yeah, yeah for it to be sold to other people and viewed to other people. So if someone, if someone's out there that likes those things, right, you're obviously going to market towards them. If you already have an audience for yeah. it, like, you're going to market towards it, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, Dean, you got anything to reflect on? To reflect on, um, we don't know where, like the future is going to take us right like we don't know how mm. like the path of films are going to be we don't know how technology is going to be like it could or like even reality reality tv could be for the best it could be for the worst but you know you just got to sit yeah. tight and like find out can't really do anything about it can you no i guess you can't do anything about it that is one way to think about it but um vote with your wallet that's what you could do yeah. if you don't like something don't you know don't don't pay for it that's true yeah that's or true don't watch like it. just um i guess get better uh self discipline uh, discipline yeah that's the word yeah. yeah don't watch reality tv just because it's on because those ratings do get reflected and that's what they use to decide what's going to be on i mean i feel like the i feel like we're moving towards more of um like an online like like people are moving more towards youtube and and yeah um, netflix free to air tv is dying yeah for sure, for sure for sure i mean it's it's quite inevitable to be honest i mean like you like you have Foxtel, you have like I mean Foxtel's been out forever, right? Um, Even that's dying. Oh, for real? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you do have Netflix, Disney, um, binge, uh, Stan. Binge Every... is Foxtel. Oh well. Oh shit, never mind then. So there binge, you go. binge is doing okay. I, I've looked into this extensively. Binge is doing okay, um, but like just anything that isn't on demand these days, people don't care about. And I know that, again, for a fact, uh, Channel 10, because year over year, the ratings are just going down and down and down. You know what they need to do? They need to make their own... Um, oh, they have their own streaming services, right? And it's... And what's they got to sell their, their stuff to, like, other streamings, like Netflix and stuff. they got to sell, like, their shows. 
yeah i think that like i mean like you still make them and i think that you just become a production company almost true yeah i guess what well, television networks kind of are production companies there yeah that's true they just also show their own stuff yeah they work slightly differently um yeah, yeah, of course. I, I think that that basis, about yeah. wraps it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're getting into yeah, another conversation. Yeah, we're yeah. getting into something <laughs> yeah. else. That's we're right, going on a tangent. Yeah. We could talk for hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, thanks for thanks for listening. If you did all the way, um, and thanks, Dean, so much for coming on. Oh, yeah, my thanks, pleasure. Dean. Thanks for inviting well, uh, me. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely have you back. Um, but wow. yeah, that's it for this week. Um, thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. See you.